Abstract Color, 1948, Annabelle Godfrey, Oil on Canvas. As previously mentioned on this tour, Annabelle Godfrey, though a lover of the arts in all its forms, did not consider herself to be an artist. Never had the patience to develop any real talent for it, she always said. So you may understandably be wondering how this piece before you came to be. Annabelle never put much stock in the quality of the finished product, always waving it off with a laugh and choosing to display it in the galleries as a sort of personal joke. But there's no denying that the circumstances of its creation, namely Annabelle's levitating through the halls in a deep trance and very publicly painting this work, make this a notable addition to the collection, and one of the very few created by the estate founder herself. According to witness accounts from that eventful day, Annabelle burst into one of the many art classes available here at the Godfrey and grabbed a canvas, brushes, an easel, and as many paints as she could carry. Every student from that class, as well as the other patrons who subsequently saw her floating down the hallways, said that her feet never touched the floor and that her eyes were two unblinking pools of darkness. They also reported that she muttered to herself, as if in conversation with someone the witnesses could not see or hear. The only coherent thing she uttered upon leaving the classroom as abruptly as she entered it was, Apologies for the interruption, on you go. From there she glided into the middle of the atrium, still engaged in her mysterious conversation, her eyes still two dark pools, and in front of everyone in the vicinity began aggressively flinging paint onto the canvas that now hangs before you. First came the deep blues and purples which Annabelle smeared across the canvas with her bare hand, forming the base coat for the rest of the work. Then followed even deeper blues, darker purples, the colors so saturated that they appear almost black. And all the while Annabelle was heard muttering to that unknown entity that seemed, at least in part, to have taken control of her body. Is this the color you want? Witnesses overheard her say. Right there? Are you sure? Which brush? And the like. What emerged out of that chaotic swirl of color, according to witnesses, was, somehow, a pulsing energy, one that they all wanted to draw closer to, to touch, to crawl inside of, to be consumed by. But Annabelle Godfrey was not known for her forceful personality for nothing, and even in a trance made her opinions known. But it's just so gloomy, she said. Let's liven it up a little. Bright marigold dripped from her brush onto the canvas. I am not ruining it. Look at how well it complements everything. I know what to add next. Next, she flung a spattering of magenta onto the work in progress, followed by bright scarlet red. Well, if it's going to have my name on it, I want to at least like the end result. Witnesses then reported coming back to their senses and stepping hurriedly away from the painting as Annabelle added more and more of her own personal touches to the work, deviating from whatever the original plan may have been. They also sensed what they described as a beleaguered, frustrated sigh that they did not hear so much as felt rattling in their bones and deep in their minds. Once this curious sensation retreated, Annabelle descended gently to the floor, her eyes returning to their normal shade, and, upon waking from her trance, asked the room at large, 
Could someone please explain to me why I am drenched, simply drenched in paint? No one could. Attention, Godfrey guests. Good news! The ongoing restroom situation has finally been resolved after much trial and error. For example, the idea to replace the restroom signs on the doors with entirely irrelevant signs, such as those for a utility closet, failed entirely. While the restrooms in question did not fill up with cleaning supplies, as staff suspected they might, they did collectively fog up with steam, and an invisible hand wrote on the cloudy mirror, Ha ha ha, nice try, ha ha ha. After this, and many other setbacks, the staff reconvened and unanimously decided to stop resisting the clear hints the restrooms were telling them. Therefore, all restroom facilities are now designated with non-gendered signs that simply read, Restroom. We are pleased to report that the restroom interiors have largely settled down since the implementation of this change. This also includes the formerly family, formerly single, now for anyone who needs them restrooms. The staff nicely asked these facilities if they would please comply, and after some thought on the matter, they acquiesced, acknowledging that all sorts of people, individuals and families alike, might require the extra space and privacy that their design provides. This decision makes concrete what has always been policy here at the Godfrey that our patrons may use whichever facilities best serve their needs. The staff will try to list the number of stalls, urinals, and or infant changing tables in every restroom and post it outside the doors, though please be aware that this information may not be fully up to date, as there is still some fluidity and change to the interiors of the restrooms, and we expect this behavior to continue until further notice. Once again, thank you all for your patience in this matter. The Baptism of Christ, 975 CE. Ende. Illuminated manuscript page from the Gerona Beatus. Annabel Godfrey put no faith in any religion. Though she, like so many others of her time, were raised in households of believers, or at least professed believers, she never subscribed to those same beliefs. As such, any religious or religious-adjacent artworks on display here at the estate were not selected by Annabelle out of reverence for the stories they tell. She either enjoyed the depicted tale for its own merit, an artist that she admired painted the piece, or both. For example, the works of Artemisia Gentileschi, some of which you have already seen during your time here. The Baptism of Christ falls into both of those categories. She admired Ende, a 10th century nun, and one of the few women of the time to receive credit for producing illuminated manuscripts. And Annabelle admired this illustrated page in particular, though not for the story, for its design. It shows what you'd expect, Jesus' baptism in the River Jordan by John the Baptist. Fish swim upstream to the river sources, a clear reminder of their symbolic connection to the man being baptized. But Annabelle always saw something else when looking at this piece. Can you see what she saw? Does it remind you of anything? With the dual sources of the river at the top of the image, these circular swirls of water with a reddish-brown circle at each of their centers, with the two thin branches of life-giving water flowing down from those sources until they ultimately connect and swell in the middle of the page, 
It is this fuller, rounder portion of the river that plays host to Jesus' baptism. And then the water narrows again at the bottom, shrinking so that the bodies of the fish swimming upstream take up nearly the full width of the river. Does it not look, at least a little, like a womb? That's what Annabelle thought, anyway. The notion always amused her, particularly the fish swimming upstream. But, she said, it also provides a sense of unexpected groundedness to a moment of divinity. For this rite, this ritual, is meant to be the beginning of a spiritual life, a holy life, however you choose to describe it. But it is a beginning, no matter which way you look at it. It therefore seems fitting to set the scene in a manner visually reminiscent of the place where we all began, in the place that gave each and every one of us life. There's no knowing whether or not Ende intended this particular interpretation of her illuminated page. Most likely she did not, but then again, who knows? And after all, intentions only mean so much in the end. But maybe Ende thought as Annabelle did, and saw nothing wrong in acknowledging the mundane in the divine, and the divine in the mundane. For we are all baptized by water and blood and the cries of the person who gave us life. And as Annabelle liked to say, we've all got a little heaven and hell inside of us. Thank you for listening to the Godfrey Audio Guide. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Nicole Knudsen, with sound design and editing by James Ferrero. Enjoying your trip to the estate? To keep up with the Godfrey, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Godfrey Guide, or visit our website, posted in the show notes below. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. If you're interested in becoming a sustaining member of the show, make sure to visit our Patreon page patreon.com slash the godfrey audio guide in addition to our various membership tiers you'll also find full episode transcripts for any who wish to read them until next time friends see you back at the museum we're rolling mark Hello, I'm Sky. And I'm Ford. Together, we form the writing partnership of L. Skyford. We're excited to bring you Booklandia, a new podcast about books. On Booklandia, we review books, mostly. Honestly, mostly romance books. We'll occasionally discuss book topics, like our favorite and least favorite romance book tropes. Maybe one day I'll learn what a cinnamon roll is. Maybe. Perhaps we'll also dive into my psyche and why I hate the enemies to lovers trope and why it's such a popular one. Is it because you're a robot? Probably. We will absolutely spoil books for you. We will absolutely f***ing curse. And you will leave each episode knowing just how sexy we thought each book was. Did it make us want to get naked? Maybe. I'm definitely naked. (laughs) Probably. So am I. So please join (laughs) us on Booklandia, (laughs) where each book is a whole world to explore. And we're out. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. 
Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.